0: Welcome to episode 23 of the Multifarious Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in with us today. We hope you guys are enjoying the content that we're putting out. The fact that you're listening to this means that we do have an episode today, and we are hopefully again back on track to a more consistent upload schedule, which is good. Today's guest is Patty B. Patty B is one of the resident weightlifters in our group. Probably a future Olympian, to be honest, uh, and future Canadian record setter. So we are all watching his career with great interest, shall we say. And We kind of just sit down and just chill. Tom wasn't able to make it because of university things. So we talked a little bit about unique sports. We talked a a lot, actually, about social media. Some of the struggles that we just find personally with posting and creating content. A little bit about martial arts. Try to talk about that every episode, pretty much. Uh, and then, yeah, a little bit about celebrity boxing, and I really like that we were able to talk, how, like, have a serious discussion about celebrity boxing without discussing Jake Paul, which uh, is pretty good. And yeah, so we kind of just chill. Uh, it's a good conversation. Hopefully, people can learn some things. I know I did. Uh, you can find Patty on Instagram, at the story of Patty B. Got a bunch of links in his bio. You can get a massage uh, session with him if you're in Sudbury, uh, which I would probably recommend because... He knows what he's doing uh, and that's the important stuff uh, any questions comments or concerns should me dm on instagram at slugia underscore a or an email at coaching at com. Uh, that is yes the important things and enjoy the episode um so yeah usually what we do with new people is kind of just get them to walk through how they got into lifting kind of where they got to where they're at
1: nice perfect Oh,
0: yeah so your beginnings
1: man it's so funny because like for me like i started weightlifting as a byproduct of just getting stronger to play
0: volleyball oh really that's yeah. an interesting like, crossover
1: because like you look at me i'm like 5'11 burly man right now and i was just like you never thought i would play volleyball before
0: that's a
1: that's a doozy and, yeah so i i joined <clears throat> grade nine and I going to the gym and I'm like okay let's follow this uh, program to make me jump higher because I was still a burly man at that time young burly man that couldn't jump <laughs> And man I followed suit, and then still can't jump to this day but <laughs> then I so suddenly you just throwing
0: a couple of hundred pounds over your head and like oh I ain't jumping high but this is pretty cool I think we're good now
1: I'm at the college right now and where I teach, oh. and uh, my internet just blew up. But where was I? Yeah, so I just, grade nine, high school, jumped in volleyball training just to jump higher and fall in love with training a lot more than actually playing volleyball at one point. And it's weird, right? Like You, you jump in something just for a byproduct of getting better at a sport, and then you end up just enjoying lifting a lot more.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I think a lot of coaches have similar stories where they've started training to for, like, a sport-specific goal and were kind of just like, yeah, this lifting weights thing is kind of fun.
1: Won't happen again. Won't
0: happen. <laughs> no, no worries. No worries.
1: I put my hotspot on my phone. It's gonna be fun okay. now. No, no
0: worries. No, no, I'm but, just saying that, so, yeah, so many coaches have a similar have a similar story, right, of, like, starting off lifting to pursue, like, an ECA or Sorry, a sport specific goal and just kind of, yeah, fall in love with training.
1: And, like, it's so interesting to me because, like, I think it makes great coaches, too, right? Like, you look at – they fall in love with training and they're like, oh, okay, so those coaches did that different. And, like, with the coaches I had growing up in high school and upcoming, they were just really good athletes. And they're like, oh, train, train, train. And now, like – being able to back that with like my own research, my own trials. I think I'm a better coach now, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Cause like skin in the game, right? Like you need to have some degree of experience training if you're trying to tell people how to train.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, I remember like we had a old school guy who was just like, all right, let's do like a thousand wall jumps before practice. train <laughs> tired. And you're like, all right, all right, coach, let's do a thousand wall jumps and then let's see (laughs) jump on tired legs but it's it's also like really cool because like being around or like progressing in a sport you get around amazing strength coach and a lot of my mentors are still to this day like took me on an early age and i was like training with them pushing some iron and now like they look at me and they're like i'm a research for them in weightlifting." and i'm like how the am i at that level yet Mm -hmm. Which is really cool because like uh, the, what was it? This summer, one of my mentors who's like first interest, like piqued my interest in like actually lifting heavier weights, asked me for like weightlifting advice. And I was like, how the am I at this place now?
0: Oh, that's wild.
1: But it's really cool, right? Like this idea of like progression to one another level of you become like this idea of like the student becomes a master for someone else. Yeah. And I and I'm I'm actually looking forward to be at that age of like being older in the game and then asking one of my future athletes to be like, hey, tell me how to do this.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. It's such a it's such a positive and great mindset I think to have just always learning. Like you're never going to reach a point where you know enough, right?
1: Well, yeah, hundred percent. Because you can't, right? I think it's that like if you if you do think you're gonna know enough, you're not serving the industry mm. or you can- because you, you can't provide if you think you know it already enough. Like, we, we do, we're we doing it and we're still so early in the game. But, like, we're taking a lot of courses, trying to network out with as many people, ask a lot of questions, and still have fun at the same time. And if that changes, at one point, you're not progressing or providing something.
0: Yeah, 100%. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah, sorry, because it's funny because I'm looking at some in my environment right now and inside of the communities I'm I'm training in or being part of a lot of them that aren't following suit where their education or talking or networking, they're just slowly, slowly staying within one niche instead of being so open to different issues, which is cool in one sense, but at the same time, you're like, there's so much more than just like lifting a barbell.
0: Yeah. And even yourself, right? Like you have a very, very broad experience. Uh, You know, you're in a CrossFit gym sometimes, obviously you're a weightlifter. You do, you know, massage therapy, Mm -hmm. swimming too, apparently, (laughs) which is uncommon for someone of your height and brawn. But, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like in high school, I was so exposed to different sports. And like the high school I was at, we had a... Like the YMCA was attached to the, to the school. So we I parked oh, yeah. for like six months, but like it was six months of me just like hanging out in a pool and trying to see people. And now being a massage therapist, working with people swimming, thank God I understand biomechanics and like performance. So I could provide something. But I don't understand swimming, not at all. Like <laughs> I cannot be a coach. Let's just, and like, I'm there for support and then performance on the strength side, but I can't be like someone understanding swimming. But thank God, understand like shoulder mechanics for swimming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think there's so much to be said. Yeah, just about understanding the kind of people that you're dealing with and what they're going through. Especially if you're you're more on the therapist side, right? Because you'd be more familiar with any of the injuries. Maybe depending on how long you did it or to the intensity that you did it would differ, but the intensity of the injuries what you know what kind they lead to how they feel because that's you know important right especially as a, as a
1: yeah and i think like me being a competitive athlete like i think a lot of people that are doing competitive stuff like i recently worked with a swimmer that swam across a lake for like six for 12k a guy that's standing i couldn't board...
0: walk for 12k
1: <laughs> i was oh, calling it dude <laughs> dude man At two occasions in August, like, one guy stand up on a paddleboard for 12 hours, uh, 24 hours, and then another guy swam across a lake for 12K. Both of them, like, I step outside of that boat at both occasions, and then my somatosensory sensors were just, like, off. And being up for 24 hours treating someone who's on a paddleboard on a boat and then being part of a support group for a guy swimming for 12 K it's really a treat. Cause I understand performance to that level for myself. So being there and I understand like the cost or like the, the ex- at which expense you're doing something. I think that's what I'm providing more than like actually like understanding their sport, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. That's just so cool. Like the phrase, like to be a fly on the wall just to understand, what the mindset into, you know, people like that is. Cause it's, it's so different to what you'd conventionally see, like a guy playing a basketball game, guy who's got to hit a baseball. It's, it's so different. Uh, I think stuff like that is just super interesting to me cause it's not what you'd usually see.
1: And it's yeah. And not only that, but it's so uncommon too. Right. Like you see swimming once every four years. Yeah or diving, you know, like the Olympics just passed and you see that every four years or like on a reel on Instagram or TikTok, but you don't like understand to like the intent or the intensity of those athletes going through. And then just for me being able to work with some of them, I'm like, this is just a treat to be part of this. Because it it makes sense.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that's, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no, sorry. Sorry. It's such a precise skill. You don't understand, right? Like we see basketball or volleyball or like sport that has more exposure on TV and then you just like now moving away from a sport that's completely amateur that those people don't have any, like they just do it because they like it compared to like, oh, there's some sort of like money attached to it. So interesting.
0: Yeah. And I suppose that's one of the cool things though about the social media machine is that it's generating more exposure for these more unique or more niche interests almost. Um, yeah, I think that's, it's probably one of the, one of the better things about social media.
1: Man, like, well, social media connected us, right? Like was yeah, the exactly. same through the same like plot education platform. And I think that's the cool part about this world we're living right now. Like that's such a beauty, right? Like, yeah, you, if you're coming to Canada, like I'm for sure gonna make a trip out to Toronto if you're there. Think, and like,
0: gonna come to see you.
1: Yeah, man. But I think it's the same thing. Like, um, I'm planning competing internationally fairly soon, and then I'm already trying to like connect with people that we were in touch through Prescript to be able to like, hey, I'm gonna be at that place at that time. That's the goal. And if I am, let's get together, let's have drinks or whatever. But I think it's cool that everyone around the world is able to be on the same page. Through like just accountability to some extent.
0: Yeah, and uh, social media is interesting. I, I mean, I myself, obviously, being very, very new to the game, so to speak, I'm just trying to understand it better myself. So, like, how have you? H- how has it helped you in a business context? Because I see a lot of stuff that's, you know, I'm not the best person when it comes to time management, and this, you know, this constant, this constant thing of like, if you're, not, uh, the, if you're not, the if you're not the if you're not the consumer. Like you, you, you're either you're either creating content or you're or you you are the product that's being consumed, and so how do you you know how how has social media helped you and how have you tried to navigate that balance between those two things?
1: Man, it's so hard because I'm still like struggling that idea, right? Like working in the public right now, and I recently just like able to like put a widget about like the screen time I had on my phone, like for the last three weeks. So now I, every time I open my phone on the same page, I have like social media where I'm going to go click and then be a consumer of, I have my screen time showing up at the same time or on the same like page on my phone. So to be able to like That's make smart. sure, yeah, I, I needed to be aware of that because like some weeks I was having the updates and I'm like, oh, pass uh, 21 hours in one day on a phone. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes fast, right? But for me, like the last and like if you I, I've been posting for like for a long time and at first it was like just like have fun and post videos and photos of like boys partying and then having a good time. Moved to like a training log when I was like more into like a transition from powerlifting to like weightlifting and now using it as a business model, like using it as to like a, a link to business and coaching. It's been really interesting and now like as a pr- like producing training videos or whatever to like see where I'm at, it's, it's a constant battle between like business and like having fun putting a video on for, from future me looking back to it. And that's the weird thing I'm struggling with. Cause like after a big day of work or whatever I've been doing that day, I just want to go on social media and see what my friends been doing.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. like having to sit and create this post like write the proper caption for it make sure everything is you know is right it's it's tiring you know oh, at man, least for me it's personally so exciting yeah. it's
1: so exhausting yeah i totally agree man totally agree at one point i was trying to be like very like religious with the posting i was doing and like the morning walk thoughts that i was having and i'm like man i'm passing two or three hours so to get a post. Yeah.
0: I, I, think I think there's yeah go,
1: ahead. yeah go ahead sorry man
0: no i think there's a very specific kind of person that social media is evolving to be for and it's definitely people on the younger side of, like much shorter attention spans uh you know and it's also especially as far as like creators go you know it's definitely not i would say introvert friendly and in that anyone you know like if you think being like in person is exhausting I find content like over the phone just way more exhausting you know even more so than you know physical interaction also just because it's not genuine there's not the same you don't get the same connection that you would in person and so yeah having to use it is I mean some people and that's the thing right like some people it comes comes naturally to them they just love to maintain the presence on the internet they just love to you know put themselves out there obviously then the question becomes like how much of those people are Doing it right, so to speak, and offering good information—that's a own conversation, right? But it's, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, it's one of my struggles for sure. Some people find it easy. a hey, you know, power to you if you if you're able to take advantage of it and it's not taxing for you mentally. Then, dude, rock on. For me, it's yeah, it's a battle.
1: I think it's hard too because like recently, like I was having that idea of like if you're posting so much, you're posting nothing. Like, if you're sharing everything, you're sharing nothing. I was like, because, like, so recently I like I had a couple, like, meltdowns with, like, lifting. lifting, I started missing a lot. I was tired. I was exhausted and running the battery. Like, the battery was empty. And I was like, Fed, I don't want to post anything. I just want to be on my phone and just play stupid games and see what my friends are doing. Yeah. And it came to a point of, like, there needs to be like for me now moving forward with social media and like posting my training needs to be like, I need, I, if I'm not providing value to someone, I'm not going to post it. Or like, if I'm not going to be able to like have accountability with my buddies lifting like Aaron, Sean, or like my coach, Spencer, and like Mo, if I'm not able to like provide like accountability with them or even with Ethan and like Jordan, like if we're not providing accountability to each other, I'm not going to post it. Mm. So like that's the way I'm transitioning from like social media right now as like my tr- my season in weightlifting is starting soon. It's just going to be like if I am able to provide some sort of level of accountability to my friends or my training partners, I'm going to post it. But other than that, I'm just going to be a consumer because it's a lot of uh, – a lot of you out there, which at one point it's too much, where like you're only. Kidding. Yeah, right? I don't know if you get like that though. Like you're posting so much and you're like, I need a break of this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I i don't do that anymore, but because I've like made sure to stay very far away from that point. But I was definitely like that, especially when I was younger and definitely, you know, in my earlier teenage years and using it. Definitely no business thoughts inside, just being with friends. Like I had almost twice as many followers on that account, as, you now as a quote, unquote, I guess, if you can call it that a business owner. But Yeah. Like I was just putting so much of myself out there all the time that there's, there's at a certain point, at least for me, and again, it could be different for everyone, but there's a certain point where you're like, there is there, uh, you know, you start to become the persona that you, that you provide to people. And it's not real. Like you're only, you're only posting certain parts of yourself or, you know, the more positive to paint yourself in a, in a, in a more positive light. And at some point, like you begin to only identify with those things. And I forget that I actually have, whoa, I'm a kind of sketchy person. I got a ton of stuff I need to work through. And so it's like this false dichotomy that happens where you, you you, it's like dissociation from reality, to be honest. And that's why, yeah, like I I, I try to, there's such a fine balance that needs to be maintained. Like the idea of, I need to create content in order to create relatability with people and to maintain my social media presence, indicate that I'm on the internet, that I'm selling a product. But at the same time, it's like I need to do that, but also, you know, maintain a sense of privacy and a sense of—I would—I would even say dignity, to be honest. Like that, I can oh. still have my own accomplishments and do my own things, and not have it to be or have it be something that everyone sees. Because I don't like flexing on people. Right? I don't like doing that. I like keeping myself to myself.
1: Yeah, man. Like it's it's so, because like you, you get so it's so cool, right? You're sharing a PR like. For example, like I hit 180, 130 off the blocks fairly easy a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah, I feel good. Going back in the gym the next week, everything went to shit. And I'm like, you get associated with like the guy who sent it on a Sunday, ready to crush it on the Tuesday for my training cycle, and you're, nothing goes well. And you're like, that guy who did really well on the internet,
0: yeah. well
1: yeah. in the gym and posted on the internet that really did well is not doing well on tuesday and you create that like some sort of expectation moving forward and i'm like ah oh, that can't be happening that much
0: yeah and it's like that at least and you know i'm i would consider myself to a certain degree a perfectionist like if i set a bar for myself then i don't want to post if, unless i'm meeting or surpassing that bar and that mm-hmm. bar just you know gets higher and higher like if, same thing with the pr right like i posted it like a deadlift pr a while ago. And then for a while after that, I was like, I didn't want to post anything because I was like, well, you know, what's going to be better than that? It has to be like something like it's not going to be another PR because I'm done PRing for a while. And like it has to be something that's so informative or helpful to people that like it has to really be, you know, super, you know, super, like ground, earth shattering. So I definitely understand that.
1: Yeah. And it's weird, right? Like, because like for myself, I'm so like passionate and like, out there as a person and like and my training videos like it, there's a lot of raw emotion that like sometimes it's too much i'm giving away on like just a that exactly. stay forever and you're like oh gotta dial it back into sometimes and and learning that like in the last couple weeks been actually really fun to like just own that video for myself or that miss for myself and actually like oh, okay this is trying to understand this wave of social media it's a bad vice to an extent. Absolutely. 100%. If you're using it for the wrong reason or just like to create like, cause I like that too. Right. Like, I think we're both in the same idea that we have so much thoughts and ideas that like writing a caption and it takes you 45 minutes or training and having a thoughts from training and then you got to write it and then know what, someone's just going to like double tap and then move on and actually not read the pose that you've put so much right. effort. In. But having this conversation right now is so good. Cause like we could go deeper into those thoughts that we're thinking all the time.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like there's so, there's so much to be said about like there, there's so many, I, I would say, I guess more physiological concepts or biomechanical concepts, stuff that that's that the general way of thinking is something that very, that really appeals to me. Just in that like part of the part of the most one of the most beautiful things about training in my mind is the idea of objectivity. Uh, someone who thinks a lot about objectivity, objectivity in life, objectivity in truth, etc. And so being able to being able to 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 find concrete truth in as many places as I can, I, I enjoy doing because I like having as much of that as possible. So that when I do do things subjectively, I have a solid framework to do it. And so from that like just having like understanding objective principles of training like this is how even if it's as simple as how this is muscle this is how muscles work this is how vectors work this is how this you know you know adjusting the angle this way will have an impact on all things that you do this way and so those concepts are i find are kind of on the higher end in terms of difficulty to understand but i those are the things i just find the most helpful for my own training personally and then you know how to for other people's training as well but the flip side being that those are the really, really long captions that no one wants to sit through and read. So it's like, I'm going to sit here for 40 minutes proofreading my own captions 74 times because I want it to be like, you know, a dissertation. And then everyone's was like, ah, nice. Dude's wearing a tank top and like that and gave it moving. It's
1: like, but you didn't read it. So. Yeah. It, it's weird, eh, man? Like, like no one, because like, I love this. Aug- like this idea of like objectivity, right? Cause it creates framework of everything. And especially if you have higher goals, it creates framework for everything that you could transfer to like training, work, relationship, business. And it's easy to keep moving forward with those objectivity, those, those line of objectivity. But then as soon as you have too much subjectivity, you're like, like you're a guy who has a hall pass for a weekend. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell am I going to do? Because you forget all those, and I think it needs to like to have some sort of merit or like level equal living uh, playing field of ideas, right? Because at one point Instagram was so good for like sharing more objectivity in captions than just like a like tap and tap and scroll idea, and I think that like, we we want to please too much or make sure that the idea is perfectly like this, that dissertation is perfectly like presented instead of like, just, and that's the unfortunate truth. Right. At some point, that's like, someone's just gonna, all right, cool. Next.
0: Yeah. And, but the, the, well, the issue that I find myself battling with is that, you know, and this, this, I guess would lend itself more to the content itself relative to like the captions, but like people only look at for a second, but that second has a has an impact in the psyche of the person in terms of how they how they perceive you the brand the account so you know someone might only glance at my picture for a second to double tap it and then keep scrolling and not bother to read the caption but if i consistently for example you know post pictures that are like bad quality for example this is really thing like a worry that i have myself i don't know to what degree this is applicable but it's like if, if you know the consistent snapshots that i'm providing people for even if they only see it for a second it adds up and it's not like super presentable or super high quality right it's a worry that i have that you know it's not presented in the most you know aesthetically pleasing i guess you could say way possible then it's like well not gonna post it then i'm gonna wait until i have better quality stuff
1: yeah man and that's the struggle too to some extent like having those like aesthetically pleasing pictures or videos of like oh this is good this is good i could have I have that picture with that perfect caption.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, dude, it's.
1: Uh... You feel like there's pressure to it too, to some extent of like providing a good caption with a good picture?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the pressure can come from, I don't wanna say one of two ways, but like at least the way I look at it, the caption pressure is slightly different from the concept of like the, like the content pressure. Like, after pressure comes, I would, I, I think, more from just surrounding ourselves with incredibly intelligent people. And at least for me, like, wanting to prove that I'm not an idiot every time I post. <laughs> I'm like, you know, this better be sufficiently intelligent so I don't get called out for being, you know, being a moron. Um, and that, I suppose, to a certain extent is like, eh, I'm not posting for those people. I'm posting for potential clients. It just has to be just intelligent enough that they know that I'm not stupid but also at a level that they can digest, that's not you know super weird and ethereal and theoretical. But the content is like, that's just how Instagram is. Instagram is the competition of good content, right? Who can pose and like, and it's, in my opinion, it's gotten so much more difficult with the reels because the reels are so professionally done. There's all this editing, you know, they're like taken with like multi-thousand dollar cameras and it's like, slow down, I have a couple hundred bucks. You know, like my budget is not that high. And so it just it's raised the bar for the quality of content so high in my opinion and it's again this is just being for myself but i find it difficult to keep up sometimes you know
1: oh man i totally relate to that because i look at i could you could get so much uh like even for me like when i'm gonna go on a, like a weekend just like being a consumer on instagram you can drop the reels and if there's like content you're like or she camera, you're like, all right, next, and then you like. I try to post a reel, and I look at my camera on my phone, and I'm like, oh, this is dumb. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: it's weird, man. That that evolution, and I think like this idea, like bring to bring it back to object, uh, like that objectify fi- objectivity. It's like same thing with YouTube or blogs. It's like you need to be like tailored to this kind of framework of idea. That competition of like content is. If you're not like, if you're not within those realms, you can't compete with them.
0: Yeah. And that's, I, 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 maybe to a certain degree where my, my fervor for objectivity hurts me and that I tend to try to apply object, objective parameters to places Mm -hmm. where there shouldn't be. Like I'll see it really looks really good. And I'll be like, that is objectively better than this post that I had in mind. Therefore, I should not post that post. In reality, it's like who cares? Whatever. It's Instagram, right? But that's and that's part of the struggle in my mind, especially as using Instagram previously as someone who just used it purely for social purposes, and that the 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 the, 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 comp, the competitive aspect of posting reflected on me as a person and was thus more damaging to my, I guess, just overall mental health or mental state. But now it's sort of more comfortable as again someone. It, again air quotes business it, it i can i'm allowed like i'm able to dissociate it from myself and that hey if i post content that i believe is less than perfect it's less i'm it's like it's less a reflection of me and my personality more just where i'm at at that point in the business that can always you know that's the that change there it sort of allows me to look at it almost from like a third person view and be like ah all right there's something can change
1: oh that's, that's sick the, man I love that dude. That's such a good switch too. Right. Cause now like it's evolution of business and like progression in business instead of like, just like you said, you're looking from a different angle. You're zooming out instead of just like too much being present in this idea.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's this, I mean, I'm kind of just formulating these thoughts now. Like it's not really something that I've thought about concretely per se, but it's oh, almost but... like I can look at it as like, Hey, that's, multifarious strength posting multifarious strength has some points to improve with his content as opposed to it being a reflection of my creativity or my knowledge or whatever and so okay, maybe it's just a cop out for bad content i don't know but i think it
1: i think it's know. growth man like like the way i see it right now it's cool because like it's the building of your brand and the effort you're going to put in into it right because i see it too with like a RMTs in motion. I'm working with like the guys there that are building the brand. And I'm like, guys, like, we just got to make sure we're putting some stuff out on a weekly base that just needs to like create uh, some sort of like legitimacy to massage therapists. We don't need to like explain all that research that's going to get as we're getting more traction. But we just got to make sure that what we're sharing is getting better every time. And the only person that's going to say that it's us and our feedback at the end of the day, but I like that mindset, man. I really like it because it's not like it's the building of the brand, the the business, and the long term goal of like the, your brand that you're creating instead of just like targeting your 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 own creativity on a daily basis or on a weekly basis with post.
0: Yeah, and I think I, I think it it really helps to to look at it like that especially as it pertains to being a business owner, again, with that, with the inverted air quotes, but like my dad, for example, has been helping me up with the idea of like the business and the startup, and that he's tried to get me to look at some of this stuff by a guy called uh, Alexander Osterwalder, who's like a big startup guy. And so he created this sort of canvas for startups to basically just to map out their ideas, where they put like their value proposition, how they plan to deliver it, what channels they use to deliver it, all these things. It's a very comprehensive way to map things out, but looking at my, you know, my social media through that lens as like a point of sales, I guess you could call it. It's less like my social media is my feed as a person, and rather this is just an expression of the idea that I have, and so it enables me to make to make changes more efficiently or more. Uh, maybe "efficiently" isn't the right word. More. Ruthlessly isn't the right word, but it's like it's not like changing me as a person. It's like, huh, this is just an aspect of my approach that I need to change because it fits the brand better. This way, it targets the people that I want to target, for example.
1: Oh yeah, dude, the, I, I get that so much, man. I like I like that approach because you like for me right now, like my brand is myself compared to like having a different account, so like everything is like through a channel through one is at one point I'm going to look at it to like create another account hundred percent because there's so let there would be less pressure and would be just the brand which I like man you're taking the step early inside of your, the game of like creating your the brand and making sure those ideas are getting polished every day every week you think about this man I really I I, fucking, I can't wait to see what you're going to bring man to the table I
0: appreciate that. yeah it's it's a very it's a it's a very thin line you know that i'm walking and like again i'm learning more than anyone trying to figure this out but um it's and get like i like for, like my account right the world that i post on at least kind of consistently is still like linked to my personal name and that like that's the weird dichotomy right like it's not like you know selling a product like a physical product in my mind is different because like the value proposition is within the product itself whereas us again with coaches right like you don't buy the coaching you buy what the person is so my branding is inextricably linked my personality and to who i am as a person and so it's a very difficult uh it's a very difficult uh balance to have of you know allowing it to be my personality but then also have it be its own brand and i want it i want it to be this more polished thing that's not super personal it's not super raw or open because it's not it's not it's not all of me It's, it's social media for a reason like it's the good parts for a reason you know but it's also like it needs to be the polished and the good and you know the polished and the professional uh, professional aspect but with but with that comes the responsibility of also not only having having not only be that being able to be open about certain things and to accept the imperfections etc so it's just it's it's i would say it's less of like a seesaw and more like you have like a stick and a platform on it and like you're tipping in all directions and you're trying to find a very very precarious balance but uh, it's quite interesting
1: yeah, it's cool. I, I can't wait to see like the like your progression over the years man like especially <laughs> you're thinking such from a deeper level at your age man like looking at it from the angle you're looking at it it's really cool and exciting for me to be part of this and witnessing this for you man
0: yeah i mean i'm like you know i'm not a psychology student so no one quote me like, I don't know. i i find how people think to be very interesting How people think the differences in that and so I'm always trying to apply that to, to, you know, how I do things. And who knows, this might just be a, a philosophy account as opposed to these random, random musings and have that be my value proposition.
1: Um, Isn't that yeah. the weirdest thing though? <clears throat> like there's a lot of philosophy being applied to like our training. I feel like in general, just cause like it's our thing, time to think. And both of us enjoy training to the training we're doing and like to perform in those frames of objectivity. But thinking those deeper means of training are philosophy in itself, right? You, to some extent or some degree, I feel like.
0: Oh yeah, and I I find that, and that's part of why I, part like there's I'm so curious to meet different people and to speak to them, like is this exactly, just because you know there there are obviously there are objective parameters that rule everyone's training and how bodies do body things, but everyone has a different reason for doing what they do. And everyone feels, at least in my mind, everyone feels a different way when they faint. certain people have a, you know, a more positive or a carefree approach. Certain people have a more emotional attachment where it's like this fighting your demons type thing. And there's no right or wrong, at least in my opinion, like everybody, ha- but everybody, everybody comes with their own approach. Everybody feels something different. And that, I, I find that very interesting. Everyone has their own individual approach and it's so cool to find out how people tick.
1: Yeah. Like. It was so funny. I had a conversation with one of my friends lately about like aggressivity in the gym.
0: Mm.
1: And I'm like, man, like how can – how come like can you come in the gym and just be like always pissed off? (laughs) And he responds to me. He's like, I do jujitsu, and I just want to strangle people legally for an hour and a half. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's fair. That's fair. You show up and you just like put all your problems on the mat and then you just deal with them. Compared to like and then he re- he follows up with like, but there's some days I'm gonna show up to the gym and I wanna be very cognitive and present and the worry I'm trying to strangle someone. So the aggressivity is gonna be turned down. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is so interesting because like you're doing such a sp- like a sport that's so intense, right? And you're showing yeah. up with like knives
0: <laughs> and
1: strangling <laughs> yeah. people, yeah. right?
0: yeah i think if you look at training from the the or the i guess you could say the aggressive side of training it's very interesting i i personally as someone who both lifts and does a small amount of martial arts martial arts is the superior uh, anger management in a way because the bar doesn't hit you back the bar doesn't try to choke you back (laughs) like you know if you really want to like learn you know like it's it's one thing to just release to release anger and to like just release aggression but it's one thing to understand it and to learn how to control it in my opinion and that's not necessarily something you get from the gym as much because the gym just tends to be like a release of frustration or whatever but learning how to 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 think analytically to think tactically and to to master that is something that you get much more out of martial arts because Especially when it comes to more technical art, like jujitsu, for example, like you can just hit a bag and it a, serves a very similar purpose to lifting. It just, it just it doesn't hit you back. But learning to take the aggression that you have and to control it, to channel it, and to use it in these measured doses or to understand what movements to use it in and when to use them, is I think a much more refined version of this idea of, you know, like the, the whole anger management thing. But that's just my two cents. And I still lift because there's still definitely an element of that for me. but I. I found that parallel interesting with martial
1: arts. It's yeah. Like I can't wait to like when my lifting career is going to be done or whatever, to just try to like go to the team with like someone boxing or like jujitsu, just to see how I can move my body on a mat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so interesting. And so many people, uh, this is my firm opinion is that so many people drastically over, overestimate how well they can do on a mat or how well they can do with boxing. Like any any martial art, it doesn't matter how big you are. There's definitely uh, a certain flow, at least to like to wrestling and to jujitsu, and a certain precision or flair that comes with any striking art that you don't get from lifting, right? It's uh, it's a different it's a different beast entirely. It's uh, that's why I think it's super cool to see like the 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 more tolerable aspect of celebrity boxing is people who are actually athletes that. Like in powerlifting or crossfit or whatever that are trying their hand in boxing. I find that super interesting just seeing how they transfer from their sport and how their movement patterns, like how similar they can get to like a real boxer. I think it's very interesting.
1: Man, I can't wait for the fights on the weekend, by the way, man. About yeah. seeing how those guys like, okay, you, it's unfortunate that like Eddie Hall's bicep is fucked up, but yeah. like it's still going to be half Thor on a live TV going... How many rounds with a guy? Then you have Steffi Cohen on the other hand that moved from like the world record powerlifter to boxer now. And then Josh Bridges versus Jacob Hapner, two like elite crossfitters. But seeing those transfer, right? Or that transferability, I think it's really neat to be from a such a like for CrossFit it's so same movements all the time, right? You're moving in the frontal plane or sagittal plane most of the time. Not that much twisting, and seeing those guys now twist, rotate, jump, and you're like, okay, this this is gonna get interesting.
0: Yeah, it's such a it's such a fascinating thing because, the you know, especially seeing strength athletes move into to combat sports is that there obviously is a large degree of force production in combat sports, but it's a very different kind than like like you said, rotational, right, through torque. Like you know, I'd be willing to bet that there are some guys that are half of Thor's weight that could probably hit a lot harder through just sheer technique and understanding how to use their body and also ability to rotate their body. Like, There's only really so much rotation that like a unit of that size is going to get,
1: right? And so it's and would, so cool. Uh, put him like on a like a scanner or like on a like a 3D monitor and see how much rotation that guy could get on his spine.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious because his director's got to be pretty beefed up to be able to like hold his torso on his legs
1: um right? like, and resist that rotation too right like not only like going into rotation to give a punch but also resist or not this si goes one way yeah. and the other way right because like, the guy just what lifted like 1500 pounds over like
0: something a two year like ago? absurd like that yeah
1: 500 kgs
0: 505 yeah, kgs. yeah un- unbelievable
1: And now, like, all right, get in the ring. Move your feet. At 6'9", the guy was meant to be a basketball player.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like, people like that, that, that do transfer well into combat sports are terrifying. Because when someone that big and with that much mass can be light on their feet or, like, shoot fast for a takedown, that's a scary human being, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Man, like, just, like, looking at, like... Steffi Cohen's or, like, Eddie Hall's training, you look at them and you're like, you guys are studs. Like, you're yeah. going to some people up. Like, especially knowing that Eddie Hall was a former swimmer before he put on all that mass. It's crazy. And then Steffi Cohen, like, an NCAA soccer player, you're like, okay, like, it's... That memory trace is not that far off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eddie shoulders yeah. must be, like... because. And, like, especially in the sports demand or, like, the demand of the sport for, like, a swimmer, like, to move your shoulder that much and then bring yeah. it to do the same motion, kind of, from, like, the front crawl to, like, an uppercut. You're like, okay, you, you understand how that's going to go. It's just going to get easier to do it, like, an uppercut versus a front yeah. crawl. Because this swam, like, even Eddie Hill not too long ago, like, three years ago, I believe he, three or four years ago, he swam with... Uh, Ross Hedgley, mm. the guy who swam across Great Britain, no. or that's around insane. Great Britain,
0: that's insane.
1: And you're like, okay, well, the guy is still able to swim. You're like,
0: it's a scary dude. Yeah, no, I'm curious to see what happens.
1: Because, like you said, like the, the 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 level of force production one of those athletes can produce is absurd. And one of the videos Steffi Cohen was interviewed in, and it was just like, I'm not afraid of the strength I have because I'm probably the strongest girl in a ring. And you're like, yeah, you are everywhere. You step, you're the strongest, per- like, you're probably the strongest person in, in that facility. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then you open a ring and like no place to hide instead that, I- inside of that eight by eight, if you're not strong yeah. enough to meet with that person,
0: getting messed up yeah so yeah. dude
1: who you're voting for though man like who you're voting
0: for are those... <laughs> uh dude that's tough it's tough i honestly i honestly don't know like enough about anyone to really make a call i'm kind of just getting people know them yeah I, I sports i don't really play favorites a lot you know i kind of just go in there just more for the experience and like wow that person moves really well right like we talked about i don't know i'm not uh super adamant in my 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 sport supporting dude being in being in turkey and understanding how turk support soccer teams it's really turned me off from the idea of supporting any teams or any anything to do with sports i was like yeah i'm just gonna tell you no one is going to yeah no one's gonna say anything i'm not supporting a certain person
1: I support, man. I, I get that, dude. I get that. Same here, man. I'm just gonna watch the fights and I'll be like, okay. I really hope those person wins, but at the same time, yeah. it's not gonna affect my day to day action.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was getting a sandwich last night. It was late. It was like eleven, and there were there a bunch of Turks watching a soccer game in the cafe next door. And I think it was, I think it was a Manchester United game, like the team that Ronaldo just moved to. So yeah, someone scored, and they like. Shook the entire block. I was like, You need to relax. That's too much. <laughs> uh, so, it's, like, soccer, it's,
1: like, it's like Canadian, when Montreal Canadians goes
0: in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: really. Derek.
0: is again. Basically, man, that's
1: what it is, dude. <laughs>
0: uh... Oh, man. All right, dude, where can people find you on the internets and do uh, the amazing captions?
1: I mean, <laughs> it's going to be, like, a lot, of, a lot of beef, but it's going to be only on uh, Instagram through, like, the story of Patty B. And then if you want to reach me, send me a DM and I'll talk to you.
0: <laughs> oh, All right, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's been a blast <laughs> down.
1: That was It was fun, man. Thank you so much for having me on, man. And just chatting with you, man, having a long term conversation instead of like those like in and outs and chat rooms. Love it. Appreciate it. All
0: right. Thank you for tuning in to the Multifarious Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share, tag us on Instagram, that whole thing at the Multifarious Podcast. Tag whoever the guest was and tag myself and Tom at Salugi underscore A and T.M.Henderson. Thank you again for the listen and please enjoy the rest of your day.